Feel it coming in the air yeah. And the screams from everywhere yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill It's a dangerous Stop. love affair Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Stop. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who gon' this town tonight Hey, welcome to the Kwame Lassie Sports Talk Is it a live show again in Phoenix, Arizona Let me take the... Let me check that. We're in Tempe. We're in Phoenix, Arizona. We were used to be in Tempe, but we are a global show. 888-346-9144 is the number. If you want to call in and join the show, you know the show moves fast. Uh, and we get real intricate and we get real passionate about certain topics, so it goes fast. And we may not even talk about no more than two subjects, but it will be a good one. It's one of those ones when you... You're in your car, you don't want to get out your car, but you want to hear the rest of the show. It is this type of show. Alex Clancy is in the studio at Clancy Corner. Um, yeah. So I don't mess it up. Alex Clancy at Clancy Corner. I love that. I am, uh, good morning, by the way. Good morning to you as well, sir. We were, I don't know if we were delayed or not. That's probably my fault and Alex's fault, more so Alex's fault. We didn't have our headsets in. <laughs> Kevin rushed in here like, hey, you, you guys can't hear? What the f-? He wanted to cuss. I think he wanted to cuss. <laughs> But welcome to the show. We got a lot to talk about. If we can get to a lot, it is today that the United States team plays. And I thought it was yesterday. Today at 1 o'clock, right? Or 1.30? 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock. And you watching it from home. Yes, I am. You see, uh, oh, damn. I think somebody just lost, right? No, no, it wasn't. We talked about the penalty kicks, and then I thought about it a little bit more. I don't know if it should end the game on penalty kicks. I don't know. I think it should be... Hmm, but they're doing so much flopping, so it's kind of like I mean, it's kind of like a big shack yeah, flopping. The Germany Algeria game yesterday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, Algeria won. played their hearts out. It was it was uh, and it, came it, it was a great it. match. It was a great match. All the goals were scored in extra time. Uh, so much flop. It just everybody was on the ground crying. I, I mean, and I understand that getting kicked in the shin probably really hurts. Like I I I don't doubt that those those it shin feels guards. Like a broken leg. Yeah, those shin guards are like paper. So I understand because people want to run as fast as possible. You know, anything weighing you down. You know, like receivers, punt returners, kick returners, things in that regard. So, but the flopping is just, I, I wonder if we'll ever come to the point where yellow cards will be given for flopping. flopping. And, I, and I don't think they will because it happens, because people do get injured a lot and they play through injury. They're on the field for 90 minutes, uh, for the majority of the time of the 90 minutes. And <sighs> to, your, to your statement uh, initially, I don't think something as arbitrary as penalty kicks should determine a country's fate in the World Cup. After for four years, it, it takes me. It's kind of like um, what is the girl that runs track? She practices. She works hard. I'm, I'm gonna get to it. You might click. Lolo you Jones. Lolo. She works hard for four <laughs> years. Four years. Every four years. She's a bobsledder. Yeah, now she's a bobsledder. <laughs> she's trying to get that goal, but at but but in between those four years, she's the best in the world. Um, one of the top two in the world. And then she gets in the Olympics and just net falls or comes in second or third. It is disheartening to your point that those penalty kicks shouldn't decide a country's fate because across the world, soccer is different. Here in the United States, let's see if we watch soccer after the World Cup. And I, and I hope we do. But if we do, it'll be because of the World Cup. Yeah, it, with the penalty kicks, I think, and we can equate this to hockey a little bit, then in the playoffs, there are no penalty kicks. I mean, uh, there are no uh, penalty shots. shots. You know, it's... It's all you play until the end, and I understand that shifts are you know thirty to sixty seconds long, and there's a lot of there's a lot of substitutions, myriad substitutions compared to to uh, soccer, where you only get two, I believe. If you extend it to two thirty minute, well, now it's two fifteen minute halves of extra time that you play 
uh, in its entirety, regardless of who scores or not. Soccer? Then, it's yeah. Too, it's too long already. Well, it's the it's, shortest of all sports, though. But it's so exciting, and you'd never want singular players to win matches for you. And, and I think it, it really is a determining factor of how strong your goalie is. It really is. And a lot of it is a guessing game. A lot of it is watching film and uh, tendencies of certain players, especially the top players who kick and penalty kicks. But I just I think it's kind of it, it's super exciting. It's not anticlimactic it, it is at exciting. all. It's exciting because they run all the time. They take about what is it twenty minute break in between half, yeah. and, and they come back out to run more. So it's exciting in that regard. Football is more action. Soccer is more. It's just it's, it's, it's going. Yeah, it's going. But I think it's the shortest game of all the sports. Baseball, but it's continuous. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. That's what makes you. It's not like it's like you watching your favorite show. It keeps you keep your eye on your favorite show. It's kind of like that. It's not like well, I'm watching a show. I've seen it before. I'm, uh, let me flip through the channels. Soccer, you want to watch the whole time. Football, you want to watch time for the different actions that they bring. Um, whatever happened to the biter? Uh, he got suspended for four months, and I think nine four nine months inter- of what like international play. Or yeah, he four? got banned from four months of international play, and I, I think it. I, I saw something about nine. Nine matches, like in the Euro, in the Euro leagues, and then the Champions League. He's not going to be playing for a while. This is the third time he's bit somebody. Yeah, and on film. So on it just, film. I just don't, I, I don't really understand uh, Suarez. I, I don't, I don't understand where this comes from. I, I don't really. I mean, punch somebody in the face before biting them. Yeah, or elbow. <laughs> you gotta, not, not, not even punch in the face has happened in soccer plenty of times, but a good elbow, a crafty elbow. <laughs> Like in basketball. You do that anyways. You don't get caught oh, for I that. Know. You don't get caught for that, but you can break somebody's arm or, or give them a bruise. Like boxers. Boxers don't always try to hit you in the face. Boxers try to hit you in your ribs. If you can't breathe, you can't fight. Yeah. And, and let me go back real quick. You remember Chris Osgood? Yeah. Yeah. Your goalie is... Your game go as far as the goalies go. He was one of the best ever. He is the best, one of the best ever. But when he was on top of his game, they wasn't losing. They was winning cups. So, yeah, if, in soccer, if your goalie is worth his weight, and I've seen a lot of great saves, and it's more instinctive and reactional stuff that they do. Yeah, I mean, and you look at... It's like uh, a chess, like you said, it's like a chess move. What, like, I'm going to take away this part of the net, and I might just keep taking it away, then you're going to have to find a way. Now you got to guess what I mean, yeah, to a certain extent, it's like pitchers learning the hot spots of hitters, and you don't throw in that zone. You try to stay away from that zone. Uh, but it's... It's an inex- It's an inexact science. Goaling is with penalty kicks, and you see, uh, you see the offensive players now doing these little uh, these little dance moves before you know kicking the ball. Like Neymar did a twenty minute you know twenty minute thing before actually kicking the ball in the penalty. What, what, what is it he called? scored? Katara, the, the martial art, the dancing martial art. The, uh, yeah, he got to go oh through a whole God. ritual. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, I, it'll come to me, but it's it's. I, my whole point is that I think that they should play and they should continue to play until a goal is scored. A, a goal is scored. You need just add some more substitutions. Do something like that no, to keep people fresh. But but if you're playing longer, if you play longer, I think um, I, I like that idea. But if you play longer, I think you don't don't add any substitution. It's which team don't fatigue. Well, I understand, but everybody's going to get tired. You look at the I know, so you look, you look at the, the Costa Rica Greek match on Sunday. The striker for Costa Rica literally had nothing left. He was running at ten percent speed, couldn't control the ball. They had a couple breakaways there where he just couldn't beat the defender. 
and and you saw how tired he was in the penalty kicks. He he uh, he ended up making the, making the penalty shot, but he just looked so drained. But isn't that gonna make it fair? Because everybody's gonna be there, and you had another you had a fresh. Yeah, but body. It's, it's almost inhumane. Yeah, it was, it's well, almost inhumane if you extend it longer. Football with, is with, inhumane with the way it is now. <laughs> football it, is inhumane. But, but these guys is. are running. I mean, how much action in a sixty-minute football game is actual action? Like actual plays. Yeah, you got to ask the offensive lineman, defensive lineman, because that's where the game. Starts. No, I understand, but there's there's a break, there's a set, and and, and we had this I conversation. I can find before. a way to get a break at at the safety spot. I can find a way, but it's not all. I, I don't know when it's gonna come. But on the defense line, the offensive line, you break, you gonna cost us. We had guy. this conversation before, and you wholeheartedly disagreed with me I'm still that I think much. that football is slower than baseball, and no, you know, it is because. Baseball, there's an action every, you know, whatever, 12 seconds or 14 seconds. You, you have 25 seconds, 35 seconds in between plays, not including resetting, not including everything like that. Kevin, pull up that argument. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but with soccer, it's continuous. It's, it's slower pace. It's continuous. But it's still so strenuous for these guys to be running around, sprints, running around, all these things. So I understand the counterpoint to taking away penalty kicks. I understand it. But I would like to see a game, a match, one on the field, and not by this arbitrary uh, offensive player kicks at a goalie 90% of the time it goes in kind of thing. Well, they have some defenders who need to defend better. They need to defend better. You, you don't get a lot of shots. When, you, when you're getting a lot of shots at the goalie, you just, you just tapping the walls to find a weak spot so you can break it. Now your defenders have got to keep the, the, uh, the strikers yeah, but from... With regards to penalty kicks, I mean... Oh, even yeah, if, oh yeah, on that, yeah. Penalty kicks, yeah, now you... I, I still don't agree. I still think it's fair. You say inhumane. I still think it's fair that everybody's tired. Uh, it's, it's, it comes down to anything you do, who's conditioned more um, in that sport or in whatever in life, who knows more. If you condition, everybody condition the same and they have the same playing field, I'm fine for that. And you're right. They will be exhausted. But everybody's going to be exhausted yeah, at the same well, time. Well, I mean, what I was saying about inhumane was extending it to another overtime, another extra time instead of the penalty kicks. So I under I understand both sides. And then, you know, I was having a conversation with somebody, and we were like, well, what if they moved moved the spot back where they kick from in the penalty kicks? And that makes it over to go. Well, but that makes it easier for kickers. That it's, makes it easier for the offensive players because the goalie, the kicking it so close allows the goalie to to get to the ball before it spins, before they put any sort of torque on the ball, anything like that. Yeah, but that, they're taking shots at the goalie, like you said, like you mentioned. They're kicking the I, ball 100 miles an hour. Right, at the goalie. So you got to get him. I don't know what would be fair, but you got to give him. I'm sure there's a committee to that, but you got to give him a fair opportunity to defend because you got five guys taking shots at him. Yeah. So I don't know. The U.S., I'm so excited. Josie Altador is active today. He's going to play today. But well, I, I don't know. What do you do? You play, and we'll get back to, we'll come back after the break and talk about that. But do you play him early and get him warmed up, or do you bring him in for that spark, like you talked about the spark early? Quamla Sports Talk, Alex Clancy. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. 
The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You are going global with gas. Man. Is that Matt the intern? That's here. I look, I made this show. Dude, you totally made it, man. You were doing the Big Brother tryout today. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Kevin. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Matt. All right, let's come on. Let's play drug code. Where'd you learn that, Cheech? Drug school. Yeah. Are we going to play porn and music or not? This program contains sexually explicit dialogue. Discretion is advised. Live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific time on the VoiceAmerica.com variety channel. Going global with gas. Man. How the hell do they know that I got gas? Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports don't know about the people that's anybody's guess ain't no good reason for getting all depressed buy up your pad and pencil i give you a piece of my mind in my Welcome back to the Parmel House Sports Talk. This is for Alex. Right up Alex Alley. Right up your alley. There you go, right there. Crazy. Parmel House of Sports Talk. We, have you ever been to the Broad House? Man, I went to the Broad House last night no. with some friends. Never? You always in Scott Snotsdale? Yeah, okay, Broad stop House. it. Broad House is a pretty good place. We hit. I didn't eat a lot because, you know, you're sharing food. Well, we end up sharing food, so. But it was it was pretty good. End up doing that uh, yesterday evening, but today at one o'clock. Did you really pull blossom on me right there? Yeah, that is your blossom. Are you kidding me? You don't like blossom? You got the same hairdo with Blo- blossom or Joey? Blossom. Joey Lawrence, bro. blossom. Come on. I knew what I was talking about. Joey Lawrence, get out of here. That guy was a clown for all his shows. Oh man, um, one o'clock. So are you watching the game anywhere? Home? No, home. You scared to go out? No. I just I, I've been working like a dog, so I'm I'm uh I'm excited to sit on my couch in my basketball shorts and watch. I, don't, I didn't ask you what you was gonna be wearing. They do it. That's, that's not you're it's, not Jake it's, from it's State the Farm. Comfort level. Jake, you're not Jake. <laughs> well, he's from a guy, State so <laughs> yeah. She, he sounds hideous. <laughs> All right, um, uh, <laughs> Josie out the door, man. What do you start him coming off the hamstring? Doctors gave him thumbs up. Gave the uh, coach thumbs up. Hamstring is, is very. Personal was that your feet? No. Oh, hamstrings are very, they are very intricate part injuries, because you feel good, especially after being off for two and a half games, which was three and a half weeks, so I believe so. But you just can't come out, and I know you've been tra- training and rehabbing it, but it's not game speed. You can't come out. And just start running fast because he is what they what the uh, United States team needs. But when do you play him? 
Because you got to warm them up But you can't I say the earlier The better Because you can't wait Until you really need If you may really need him Against this team Who has more strikers Who has faster guys I believe Than the uh, United States You can't wait then And then he have that burst But then you leave it all on t- table also Yeah so So here you go Your inclination is going to go out to him Five minutes before the match Be like How, how do you feel? They warm up for two hours before every match. They're doing sprints. You know, they're doing all these. They're doing all these. Uh, all these workouts that'll test his hamstring. You know, as close to a hundred percent as as a as a match will. So if he says he's ready to go, he's going to trust his boy. He's going to he's yeah. going to trust his number one guy. And the worst thing that happens is he comes up lame, and they play with the same team that got him to the to the round of sixteen. So I think it's a win win either way. Either he's ready to go, or. Or he's or he's not right away, and maybe you know maybe he's a little tentative, and you put him in, you know, in in the fiftieth minute, and you get that spark. Those are the two options that they're going to have. I think they'll start him. I mean, I don't think that if he's going to play. I know soccer is different than baseball and basketball and football. You start your best players, but in soccer, sometimes your best players are the ones that come in on the fiftieth minute, the fastest, quickest, best foot handling, all Gosh. the things like that that had to give you a competitive edge when the t- when everybody else is. 50 minutes more tired than that person. And that's if you got a coach who knows what he's doing, he or she's doing. But your inclusion is one of the best. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying you you when even in basketball, there's some guys on your team that could be starting on your team or starting on another team, but you got them coming off the bench. You gotta find that chemistry and he's starting, out the door starting, maybe what needs to take place and then bring in and not to play mental games with him, not to play the, the do the psych games with him, but to say, well, you don't in sports, you're not supposed to lose your job to injuries anyway, but once you're healthy, you're supposed to go right back into the lineup. Now, if he comes in and he starts, then that's what it is. It shouldn't be a big deal because now you have a guy who has been playing um, sitting on the side. Now, when he says, the coach is going to say how you feel. He's not going to say, can you go? He's going to say how you feel. And it's going to be, I can go or I can't go. It's not going to be a whole conversation about that. So now I need to know because I don't know when they have to ch- uh, turn in their substitutions. So you don't want to leave your man's that. You don't want to have uh, the option of not having the substitute or or to have an extra guy if you can't go or if you come if you feel good. Okay, I felt good for three minutes and now I'm out. Now I got one option. Left. Yeah, I mean, and I can compare it to say so. Say you start them and they're down one nothing at halftime. Okay, that's the same exact thing as in football. You you defer to the second half to get the ball. You kick off and the returning team. Fumbles the ball and you run it back for a touchdown. So you get both. That's what Belgium would get. You, you score a touchdown as if you got the ball in the first half, plus you get the ball to start the second half. You don't want that if you're the U.S. You would love, if you're down one goal, to have Josie fresh in the second half. That's what you want. If Belgium, if Belgium goes up in the first half and you've had Josie the whole time, he's not going to be at 100%. It takes six to eight weeks to get your hamstring fully healthy again. He's been doing it. He's done it in three. There's no way that he's 100 million percent ready to go. You know, but this I, is the biggest match maybe in USA soccer history because they weren't supposed to be here, but now there are expectations, and you don't want to be another USA team that goes out in the round of 16. They've made it two World Cups in a row. This is the time to move forward. You have the coach. You have the young guys. And again, you have the coach who is age-blind, who lets all these players go. We don't know how long Clint Dempsey has left. We don't know how long Michael Bradley has left. Landon Donovan's out. This is the time to make a stand if you're the U.S. and you want him to be in the most opportune spot to shine and to help his team win. 
So that's going to be the determining factor. Do you start him early and take a chance that they're going to go down at halftime and not have him fresh for the second half? Or do you try and keep it tight in the first half and bring him in in the second for a spark? Well, we'll find out in three and a half hours. I'll tell you, Arizona time, the, um, I'll stop kind of questioning. Um, I do question doctors, though. Most, most, you know, the player, I don't. I stop kind of questioning players and when they can come back. <clears throat> Even when we looked at Derrick Rose for the past two years, and Derrick Rose only played like 50-some games in the past three years, and he has franchise money, um, to one of some of your points, but I stopped looking at the health of a player and when he or she can come back because I watch, I watched Terrell Owens come back off the broken leg and play in the Super Bowl four weeks later. Yeah, but he wasn't one hundred percent. He was one hundred percent. He was still running by guy. Oh, he wasn't one hundred percent. But you didn't. He probably wasn't one hundred percent. I can't didn't say that. Didn't only have one catch in that in that game too. One That's one like fifteen twenty yard out. I remember towards the sideline. But his plants and cuts were as if he didn't have a broken broken leg. Yeah. And I'm like, how does a receiver or a defensive back or a running back? How do they do that? I can understand at the line of scrimmage when you got to go forward. But if you have to run stunts as far as the defense, if you have to run block protection, pass protection as far as the offense and, and switching on on um. Switching on defense alignment, I can understand that part of it. But a receiver with the caliber of Terrell Owens planting and cutting on a broken ankle, that, that was amazing to me. So I, at, at that point, I was like, you can't, the mental part of a receiver, nobody, or, or an athlete, or a competitive athlete, nobody will understand. You cannot understand unless you oh. do, do, do that. I lied been to you. That. I lied to you. I know you did. He, you always a, he, do. he had a big day. He had a big game. Never mind. Yeah, Terrell Owens and that's who Nine Bowl. for 122. And, and you know what? He has what signed. Maybe he broke his leg on the out. <laughs> he, but, no, no. He okay. didn't break his leg. He broke his leg four weeks prior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And I know. he was not. Oh, maybe it was three weeks. So then I watched Kobe come back. And Kobe come back and played healthy. Now, Terrell Owens in the Super Bowl had a great day. But before that Super Bowl, or that year, he signed a contract, which the contract he wanted. So after the Super Bowl, he wanted to renegotiate the contract because he played on a broken leg. Plus, he had those great numbers in the Super Bowl. I don't think, I stopped questioning the tolerance or the pain level or I can't play because I'm injured. Of athletes Now doctors will tell you Because they want you to be safe Because they want you to have you For long term They say well This injury And it's all Because we've seen this injury before This injury takes four weeks You can't come back in two weeks Or You tell somebody In the corporate world that You're going to make Ten million dollars on this deal It's going to take six weeks Don't mess it up And try to do it in four weeks yeah. it takes a six week job Yeah well tell Adrian Peterson that Right so and, I mean, and another so, guy yeah, Adrian Peterson so you, have, so you have people that do it Yes uh, now, now, does anything, does any part of this uh, decision that, have, th- that they're going to make for this match have to do with if they win to have him for the next round, or you can't think like you that? You can't think you like that. You have to win this one. Right. If he goes out on a stretcher today and you win, it was worth it? It was worth it. It was worth it because now we know. I'm not we, talking we, about him like an animal, but I'm saying like, you, right. you know what they, I mean? Like, yeah, but they are. Um, it was worth it. Because now we're going forward, we know who we have. Oh, yeah, this is for the greater good. This isn't right. for the individual. This, yeah, now we're going forward with the guys we know we have. And he gave us, he gave me a thumbs up and said, I'm good. Once you say I'm so good. You got to trust your people. Yeah, I'm not thinking about your health anymore. You told me you was good. So I'm not going to consciously watch you and say, how's he looking? Or have my coaching staff looking at him. How's he looking? Is he playing okay? He has any power? If he's out there, he's making a difference. I, I, I go to one of my favorites uh, in football is, 
the business of it. Larry Sinners. Larry Sinners never had to make a play for four quarters, but on a football field, he distracts defenses. Is he your favorite player of all time? Oh, Larry Sinners? Yeah. He's one of them. You talk about him probably more than anybody. I know you talk about Aeneas Williams as, well, as a mentor-ish. Well, yeah, good, good guys, though. So good guys and what they meant to everybody else. And, and you know, I have real conversations with Larry Sinners. Um, Ronnie Lott was probably. But, that, but uh, that's t- a meant, like, because t- you, you, you didn't play against Ronnie Lott. Ronnie Lott was in the 80s, right? Yeah, no, Ronnie Lott was in three decades, uh, two decades, I believe. He played in the 80s and the 90s. Oh, he did? Oh, okay. no, he was in three he was in three decades. Later in the 80s, 90s, 2000. Ronnie Lott came in about 84, I think, something like that, 85. But the guy was a corner, free safety, strong safety. Pro Bowl in all three of them. And he'd be broke right now with all the fines that he would get if he played in the NFL today. If he, yeah, but you know what? Because he played the way, he made the NFL popular. Yeah. See, that's the, that's the catch-22. That's the BS that comes with it. They was teaching football that way. So now they're trying to reteach football so kids now that's coming up don't play like he played. Don't play like Dennis Smith. Don't play like a... Uh, you just burn those tapes? Don't you, you don't... you don't show the retro... You no, don't show you, the 70s and 80s football if you're, if you're showing kids no, now? You can't tell... You can't... You can show them how it was, but this is not... You do this today, you're going to get fined and you're going to lose a lot of money. Now they... See, they take... Um, they fine you with m- money and games. And if you can't play... See, certain teams are not going to take you in free agency if you already have two strikes. Because if they count on you to play... Then they say, well, one more hit, you're going to be sitting out four games. Mm-hmm. And then they don't have you. But then they're going to give you a big contract. And they're like, well, how <laughs> we negotiate this? Do we negotiate if you, if you lose, uh, make a hit that someone making a judgment on and you end up four games out? How are we going to negotiate your contract? Yeah. I used to talk J.J. McCleskey. He's, a good, he's one of the guys who, like, I think, overcome things. Or Did guys we have who him on? Him. Yeah, he on J- yeah, yes, J.J. Uh, he, he's a – you play with you in San Diego? He played with me um, at Arizona, but I'll tell you how he got there. Um, early in my career, he was with New Orleans, and he was a gunner. He was like the hottest. He was like Don BB. And he was short. Hey, was he, he, is he the 5'8 guy yeah, or 5'9 guy? He think he was 5'9. No, he's not. He's 5'7. <laughs> he's like a woman's height. He's a <laughs> Okay. He's a, but, but that guy was the best on the football field. Like, he would do stuff that, Linebackers should have been doing like breaking wedges and going through wedges. Um, now later he suffered for it because he had a lot of concussions. And we during the game time we asked him, "Do you know who you are?" He would he would say Batman. And it was crazy. <laughs> and then we what? Was, that's what we did. We laughed, but it was now you look at back, it was serious because he was you know what he did at that height just amazed me. But how he got to Arizona, I was I was me and Anthony Edwards were jamming him up because he was the top gunner. So we were jamming him up, and we had him on the sideline. He was going crazy. But we beat him up all down the field, and probably the third quarter, we beat him up so bad, he caught a hamstring. New Orleans released him. Arizona picked him up. And we've been came, came cool ever since. But he knew about me and Anthony because nobody got off the line with us. Nobody. Uh, you couldn't get off the line with me and Anthony. I don't care who you were. You was the best. We made guys cry in football. I could, I could burn you. Yeah, you must go put a torch to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the – I know we uh, – Injuries, and we talking about uh, Josie if he's going to play today. We talked. So, about, what would you do? I would play. You know, would you start him or bring him in in I, the fiftieth minute? He tell whatever. me no. Oh yeah, I would start him. He tell me he could play. I'm not. Is there's no more injuries? Is, is there a shorter leash? No. Like is, no. So you won't you won't yank him earlier if he doesn't look 100. percent Because I'm asking a definite question. Can you play or not? Or maybe how you but feel? He doesn't know. I mean, you, you can't you can't simulate 100 percent 
but I, if I know what I know about athletes, I'm not going to, I'm not going to question them. And he's an exemplary. Because sometimes doctors protect you from yourself. 888-346-9144. Let's take a quick break. We come back. Alex called Jason Kidd an idiot. Let's find out why. Because uh, I'm not sure he's not far off. Quam Life Sports Talk. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field tune in for nick ferguson's secondary perspective on the voice america sports channel our guests will bring you the stories the opinions the expertise and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news find out what happens next Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Lockdown coverage. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Kwame Lassiter Sports Talk. 888-346-9144 is the number to the show. We have, we got two more segments left? Yeah, I think oh, so. I thought it seemed like it's going longer, I guess, because we talking about different things and we're not stuck on one subject. I got to find a subject so we can argue. This is not fun for me. <laughs> no, seriously. Alex Clancy in the studio at Clancy Corner. Um, what was I getting ready to say to Jason you? Kidd. No, yeah. Welcome to Milwaukee Bucks. See, we're talking about concussion. See, I'm going to uh, Vegas, uh, the 6th. I believe it's the 6th. Nice. To get my hair. Um, no, not Vegas. Vegas. I'm no, probably no. staying at Planet Hollywood somewhere, somewhere cheap um, that the NFL is putting me up. Oh, I, I apologize, Planet Hollywood, because I'm going to ask you for some free rooms <laughs> to, for my uh, bowling event, which is August 29th, and my golf event, which is November 8th. Damn, I'm going to be coming out to that. August 29th? Yeah. In Vegas? No, no. It's that Lucky Strike, but I want to get some Vegas... Uh, free nights And Vegas will give you free nights They just want you to come out there and gamble So I'm going to find out You know, In fact, that's something I need to do today Find out As far as the marketing uh, Who I need to go talk to Well talk to Liska, doesn't she have She has got some ties out there, doesn't I'm not she? not talking to her No You talking about Cindy? Yeah 
Nah, no, I've never seen them. I heard about them. I've never seen them. All right. That's why I don't have certain people around me now. You on your way out. You don't even know it. Um, Dang. <laughs> the um, what's damn Alex? What, oh, okay, now I got to get my brain checked. See? Yeah, I know. I, I got too whatever. many things at once. No, no. I, I think I'm my brain. I got too much in my head. See, most people would explode. I'm just compacting it. It's like a, a a asylum that you just keep everything right there. But I got to get concussions tested and, and organs and all that stuff. I got to get that, all that tested. Because we were talking about J.J. And he literally said thought he was Batman. Um, like, I don't know where Batman. Bat, Batman is a vigil, uh, vigilante. He's not a superhero. He has no powers. He got a cable that he can climb up a wall with. I could do that. <laughs> if I was fighting crime at night in a black car, I would be in jail. Sheriff Joe would have got me. We're going south quick. We're not going south. <laughs> nowhere. We're going right where we're supposed to be going. <laughs> Welcome to, see, we're going right until Jason Kidd. Welcome to the Milwaukee Bucks. Jason Kidd is now the official head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. How and why? Jason Kidd got an opportunity to coach the New York Knicks, fresh out of the NBA. He took a team that should have played, I thought, underachieved, then overachieved in one season, played, took them to the, out of the East, took them to the playoffs. Got them to Toronto. They end up beating Toronto. They ran into a a better team, and I thought Toronto might have been better, um, but they wouldn't. They, they haven't been there enough to get over that hump. So Jason Kidd got his team to a better team, and everybody said this is an old and aging team. That's because Paul Pierce and KG Kevin Garnett was on that team. Those guys are still play. We watched them in the playoffs. They still got playoff experience. Of course, they lose a little step because eighty two plus games. For 15 plus years Both of those guys Including playoffs Including playoffs championship runs And yeah Yeah you're going to wear out And and the difference is Your body can change In a matter of uh, Four months When football season ends In about four months You're back in football And all of a sudden You slow It's not a year They say This guy was faster last year No this guy was faster Four or five months ago So The pounding it takes on you And wear off on you Um has his toll, takes his toll. So Jason Kidd having that opportunity now has somebody else's job. There was a job, an employer, head coach in Milwaukee, and he kind of strong armed that job. Yeah. Uh, so Alex called him the idiot. I don't think he's too far off. Um, allegedly, he called him an idiot. I think I heard something like that, but I don't think he's too far off. Yeah, I said it twice yesterday. Okay, uh, well, that you have. so Larry Drew gets gets fired after one year. They won 15 games. I mean, they were they were awful. Uh, however, getting Jason Kidd, I don't think is really a step forward. I think it actually is a step backward because Larry Drew has had head coaching experience before that. And with the Brooklyn Nets, you look at Lionel Hollins, who they're talking to first. He's I can't believe he's still on the market. Uh, he's still he's going to be a perfect fit for Brooklyn and. We we all, we've been forgetting this whole year. The Brook Lopez has been out all year. If you put right. Brook Lopez on that team in the center in the center position, Darren Williams, Joe Johnson, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Brook Lopez. That if Brook Lopez stays healthy, that could elongate Kevin Garnett's career. Yeah, that could elongate everybody's career because. What is Miami hurt the most against? Centers. I know Roy Hibbert disappeared for that series, disappeared for the whole playoffs altogether, but if Brooke Lopez is healthy, that's a team that could potentially get to a finals. That could potentially get to a finals. They match up pretty well against San Antonio, and I still think San Antonio is the favorite to make it to the finals next year. Lionel Hollins and the Brooklyn Nets made out like bandits. 
They got rid of the problem. They got, they got a second round. They got a second round pick for the 2015 draft and then one for the 2019 draft. We, we have no idea what that's going to equate to. It's either 2017 or 2019. But if they're bad teams, they're going to be high up in the second round. So if Milwaukee's bad, they're going to be high up in the second round. And I, if I'm Jabari Parker, I'm like, oh, God. I can't now wait it's a circus. Years up. Now, it's a circus. Well, Jabari Parker, Jabari Parker I, I don't think he'd know better. He's a second pick in a draft. To Milwaukee Bucks, you go from Coach K to Jason Kidd. <laughs> you never, you don't usually go to a downgrade in the NBA. Yeah, but you know, Jason Kidd. Here's where I will come to his defense: the knowledge he has in his head, the business structure, and the way he go about his business was not all that good. Because you, you was given an opportunity. I think the whole thing was Jason Kidd's ego that those two coaches that came, Kerr and um, Derek Fisher, was making more money than he was. And as basketball players, he think he's better greater or if not the same as those two guys so why didn't I get a five years or four years 25 30 million so it came down to ego and everything you look at in, in basketball with Jason Kidd came down to ego yeah and and he's had he's had issues his whole career you know and he made making this power play this early in your coaching I, tenure, and I said, you've got to be delusional. Right, but I, yeah, because I said the same thing. Well, I thought the same thing. I thought, he's doing all this. You just got into coaching. They're going to blackball you. You're going to be. Even if you won a championship, you wouldn't get that much power. Well, I don't know about I, that. After one year, no no shot. Anybody wins a championship, you got room for you got room to hang yourself now. No shot. You got room to shoot yourself in the foot. You, you can't discount championships, even if you had two Michael Jordans on your team. You got to think, well, he got them to play, even though they're the best in the world. He got them to play. You got, I think, you got, you got a Scotty and you got a Michael Jordan, and you got a bunch of role players. You and I can coach that team and win a championship. All we got to do is find out who what our personality is, and then we got to adapt that to We got to have them adapt to us. We got to find out who our superstars are, and we got to let them be superstars. Yeah. I mean, I hope this You story- and I will win. We will have four championships. You would have messed up the fifth one, but we would have had four. <laughs> we would have had four championships. <clears throat> no, I, I just hope this story goes away because I don't think no, he deserves. I don't. I don't think he deserves the pub. For I don't. It. I think you asked for it. You got what you deserve now. Yeah, I think, and I, I hope they win eight games next year. No, you don't. You don't yeah. wish they're bad. You don't wish bad on somebody like for that. him. And Wolf, and also, he, Jamar, but you don't know why you wishing bad on him. Give me. Well, no, no, no. And this is also this give is, me one good player in the last. Well, 15 years that came out of Duke. That came out of Duke? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can name you a couple middle guys. Lou Dang, who well, played one year. Well, see, you going, you're looking at Duke, but we can go about 10 other those top 10 teams. We can go about, give me one out of Kansas. Yeah, that's what I thought. What do you mean? Hold on, I'll, me, I'll think of one. Yeah, you're going to think of a middle guy, too. You go, Don't say Mario Chalmers, because he's, he's what they well, punch name, back. Name anybody. That's they came out of Duke. They played well in the oh, NBA. Anybody, anybody, anybody ever. Grant Hill. Okay, Grant Hill. Good, but he, but he was, he was a superstar, and then he, and then he tell. Okay, so Grant Hill's one. Mm-hmm. I got, okay, I got. Uh, I don't think he'll be a Hall of Famer, but he was one. No, he'll be mentioned. He won't be a Hall of Famer, but I, that's not for me to decide. As a fan, as a fan, I think I thought Grant Hill could have had a yeah Hall of Fame career because, but he was hurt for probably six, five years of that. He was hurt for five years of his career, like seriously hurt, not playing, but getting the credit for those seasons. Yeah, I mean, l- look at Duke. 
it, since since they were since they became really good in the Coach K uh, in the Coach K era, Christian Leitner stunk. Bobby Hurley motorcycle accident, one of the best college uh, point guards of all time. Jay Williams motorcycle accident or car accident. Um, Carlos Boozer, one of the softest players in the NBA. Shane Batty has won championships, but he's a middle guy. Okay, Shane Batty um, is a service. Luol Deng, guy. Corey yeah, Maggette, all these guys that that came out early. Elton Brand is one. Elton Brand played. He, he, he was really good. He was an All Star in the beginning of his career. So that's one. But he's never he's never won anything. You know what? Look I at North Carolina. I can't look name. Look who came out I in North can't Carolina. Name right on the spot. I can't name right on the spot. But if I put look it up, pull it up on some Google stuff. I probably could say there's more guys than that. Well, Kansas, just say Paul. I mean, you could say Paul Pierce. Yeah. Well, yeah I mean, you could say well, Will. Didn't Will go to Kansas? Will Chamberlain? Yeah. 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 So that, well, uh, who else? No, but you said 15 years, so I'm trying to think. Yeah, I know. Fact, my brain know. don't go past But Duke, okay, so the point of my story is the Duke hasn't had much coming out of there. They've had great college athletes, and and uh, Coach K is a great college coach. But I'm, you don't but you don't have guys that are impactful on the NFL, making an impact on the NBA coming out of Duke. More times than not, it's the other way around. You have Kentucky, you have North Carolina, you have you have schools like that, Louisville, that just breed NBA talent. Louisville, not so much anymore. You go to the smaller school. This is what this is what I say about the NFL. I know we're talking basketball and Jason Kidd. We really didn't even get into Jason Kidd, but when I if if I'm looking for somebody who can play right now, I'm going to the smaller schools. The big schools are the safe bet, and you're gonna get some players out of there. But most time they in the system. Big schools just play. I mean, smaller schools just play. They take that talent and play. So you can take that talent and put them anywhere in the NFL, and, and then possibly put them in the system, and they still playing at a high level. But when you've been conditioned for three years or four years, sometimes two years in, in collegiate football, then you only taking a um, you only taking what you saw on TV with this one guy, and and you haven't seen the the extent. A lot of those guys don't come out. After one or two years in small schools, where they play, uh, we we drafted a corner, and they thought he was a cover corner. He was a cover two corner because he was always pressed up, and he would play man probably for twenty percent of of a game, which didn't help us any because we played man defense. We had a good defense line linebackers, so we was always blitzing. So then we found out he couldn't cover. Scouts do the safe safe things. They go to the big schools. Well, yeah, and also we're scouting kids way earlier now than we were in 2000. Eighth grade, yeah. So it's it was it's the LeBron effect. Let's take a quick break, and we'll talk to LeBron. But Jason Kidd has the job at Milwaukee Bucks through a bunch of circumstances that just don't sit right with a lot of people. But hey, that's his path, and he's gonna have to travel it. Kwamlaa Sports Talk, Alex Clancy. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back to the Kwame Lassie Sports Talk. We are live. Last segment of the show, 888-346-9144 is the number. We have about eight minutes left in the show. Alex Clancy at Clancy Corner. Welcome to the Milwaukee Bucks. Jason Kidd was the conversation last segment. So we are back. <laughs> we are back. And we want to talk about some LeBron James. Um, on my way into the show, I was, I was listening to Charles Barkley talk about... Uh, LeBron and I listen to him as he talk between every sentence he slurp. Uh, I don't know why he don't lose weight or do whatever he got to do to <laughs> so he can breathe and talk. <laughs> but we we like Charles. But he's a f- he's hilarious guy. Uh, he talk how he talk because everyone is from somewhere else, different region. And I've been away from Virginia. I still have my Virginia dialect, if you will. A little draw. A little draw. It's nothing wrong with that. It's um, part of my handsomeness and. Um, <sighs> Stop hating, man. <laughs> I'm not going. Come on. LeBron James. Well, you know, we, we talk about uh, what LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh did back in the day. And I, and I thought it was genius. But then as a competitor, this is what Charles Barkley was saying. And I, don't, I, I agree and I disagree because I do want a dominant team. I want, I want the best guys around me, mm-hmm. but I do want to play against the best. But then how you explain uh, Jabari Parker, who's just the only thing going to be in Milwaukee, not getting a chance to play – uh, what other guys like that for three or four years, but he will play against some competition out of the East, but he's not going to have the opportunity for probably three to four years to start recruiting guys if he becomes a player that warrants his draft pick or what we saw at the University of Duke. Oh, it was at Duke University. Um, if he becomes that guy. Yeah, I, LeBron James wants to create a superpower, a super team, because his legacy is really is about winning championships. Um, and I've said this on the show quite often that you probably know what I'm about to say now. You either stay in Miami or you go back to Cleveland. Don't be a guy who travels. But again, at, at the end of your career, it's going to be as a fan. I'm like, dang, he was all he was all kind of places. He went as the best player in the world. He went here. He went there. Uh, he went to other stars team. But what he going to say is I got more rings than your favorite Michael Jordan. Yeah, I mean, and well, really quickly to your point about uh, <coughs> Jabari Parker, mm-hmm. all these good guys, all these top picks are going to teams that are awful because they have the top pick in the draft or, right. or close to the top pick in the or, draft. Or Cleveland, who's still in uh, lotteries. Right, so you have, right, well, yeah. Uh, so it's, uh, Seattle wasn't good when Kevin Durant went there, right? Obviously. No. And then but, they moved but, to Oklahoma City, drafted Russell Westbrook, and now they're a top team in the NBA. It takes time and there shouldn't be instant gratification. There shouldn't be any instant sort of success for players that came out. Of, look at Mario Chalmers. Came off a championship in, in uh, Kansas. 
has made it to the finals every year of his career. That is nuts. And his That's age, nuts. His and he's won two championships. Why do you think he got fat? How many? How much? This shows the real drive of somebody. LeBron, if you made it to the fat. final, I well, you can't compare the two. Yeah, you can't saying, compare the drive. But I think, but I think you, that's what I'm saying. I think you, I think you're talking about the drive and what they want to be at the end of their you career. You shouldn't win that early. Not everybody's There's magic. No not everybody's Magic Johnson who just comes in rookie year, scores 40 in, in the finals, and they and they beat the Sixers with Kareem out. See, it doesn't happen. That 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 kind of stuff you have to take away from real life. See, I think uh, I disagree. You shouldn't win that early. You don't know when you're gonna win it. This game is so competitive in basketball. We're looking at LeBron trying to create a superpower. Then. You probably won't win early because if you get all the superstars on one team, it's gonna be hard to beat those guys. Now you can beat them, but I don't. I disagree with you. Shouldn't win early because it's it's competitive. You don't know when you're gonna win. Take those wins, and if they make you hungry, then you want to win more. Then you find a way, Mario Chalmers, to stay in shape. You're a point guard. Stay in shape. It could be detrimental to the drive of somebody, is what I'm saying. Some some guys, some guys. You you, you give a guy ten million dollars who have and the money for it. thing is is a completely different. Topic, but it, the same, but but it's similar. Yeah, if you don't work for something, you don't appreciate it more. With the, th- the things you work for, know what? It's hard for someone to take it away from you mm-hmm. because it has a different meaning to it. Now, if I just gave you some a brand new car, you and drive it like a rental car because it didn't come out your pocket. Mm-hmm. It's yours. Everything's paid off. You do what you want with it, but it didn't come out your pocket. You gonna take care for the sentimental values for probably six months. Say, oh, this was a great gift. Get, oh, it's not mine. It didn't cost me anything. I don't have to get it fixed. I just, you're going to drive it like a rental car, but when you work for some stuff, it is hard for someone to take it away from you, or it is, and it's hard for you to not want to go get it again. And Mario Chalmers, when he won at Kansas, he came into the league, went to the championships, played in playoffs. Now, what kind of, now who do you want to be, what you want to be? Now you're going to have to travel, because I don't know if he's going to be in Miami next year. But I think he'd look great in the Lakers uniform, but what, who are you going to be at that point? Are you going to be able to run a show, point guard, Mario Chalmers? Are you going to be able to come off the bench? I don't think his agent is going to allow him to go to a team and come off the bench, but I think he will have the opportunity to be a starter somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but with the whole LeBron thing going to, they're staying in Miami asking for max money, this is going to be problematic now because he's doing exactly what he should do. He should ask for max money. He's the best player on the planet. Right. Okay. It, there's no more Mr. Nice, um, I'll take less money, to have everybody on my back. If I'm going to win, I'm going to win making the most money. I mean, that's, and, and that's rightfully so. That's exactly how it should be. Now, with Chris Bosh and uh, Dwayne Wade, they're going to have to take a lot less. And we talked about this yesterday. Will they, will they take a lot less, or will Chris Bosh decide that he wants to make an extra 4 or $5 million a year well, they and go somewhere to, else? Because they just opt out. They didn't have to opt out, but they want to help the franchise. So. In theory. Yeah. They, they want to keep their options open. You said open. a lot less, but they're going to take less, but a lot less. You think Dwayne Wade was going to make $21 million right, next year. Right, so you think he's going to he gonna drop $10 million that he can't get back? Maybe. I mean, it would help the team, but then that's telling us, if, if I can get you to do a job, Alex Clancy, a job for, and a job is... If I get you to do a job for a hundred dollars, uh, let's say a hundred thousand dollars, and I would really be paying somebody four hundred thousand dollars, then I never have to pay you the, the max of your of your talent or your skill again. So him taking making twenty one, taking ten, he'll never go back up past ten again. Right. That's true. Yeah, but so but he take him off for the team, but he will have he, he will have Miami as a home base and part of the Yeah. Should he take one for the team? Who, uh, Dwayne Wade? Yeah, he's 33 years old. Yes. He's, he's going to play two years maybe. At a, at a Dwayne Wade level. 
which is still what is it, Dwayne Wade level? I'm, I'm, you are living in the early 2000s. Oh, me? Yes. Are you crazy? He's not the same player. Chris Bosh is more valuable to that team than Dwayne Wade on the he court. He is. So Chris, Chris Bosh does. Height-wise, he does. He's not. Chris Bosh don't have knee injuries. Dwayne have knee injuries. Right. But it, Dwayne it's luck of the draw. It's unfair. If Dwayne didn't have LeBron James on that team, we wouldn't hear about him all year. He, right. he would have missed more games than that. Yep. But he had the opportunity, the luxury, to sit out for 30 games. And that's what LeBron James' issue is. That's a heavy load. To t- I know I'm the best in the world, but that's a heavy load for me to carry and win. Especially not games. being the highest paid player on my right. team. Right, so he's going to take max. There's only a few teams in the lead right now, today, that can give him max deal. Seven players. Seven teams? Seven players. Seven teams. Yeah. And Phoenix being one of them. So. Phoenix, Lakers, Golden State, Golden State. Utah. I think Philly's one of them. And Miami. In Miami. And, and there's New one York. more. New York. New York. He can't. As a fan, stay in Miami or go to Cleveland. But don't create, don't go. Yeah, I want some good guys on my team. I don't want to have all that pressure. Well, Kyrie Irving just signed a five-year, $90 million Five extension. years, $90 million. That was, that was his max. Which is interesting. I didn't see that coming. See, I thought, I I thought he'd didn't. want it out. He said he wanted out all year this year. Until Wiggins got there. You want, you want Kyrie? You want to have a home base? And that deal's going to last four years. And then he's going to want more money, and he's going to get it. If he plays at the level he's playing at now, and he's going to get it. Gets that team in the playoff. Like he's injury prone, too. So let's, let's not forget about that. I don't know how injury prone he is. Prone. I don't know. I think Kyrie. He missed a lot of time his first two years. Yeah, but you know what? Some guys, and I've said this before. If you, Your body not, needs to catch up. Yeah. Some guys get hurt early, and they never get hurt. Yeah. Grant Hill. Jesus. And they never get hurt again. Yeah, Some guys get hurt late, and then it, but by that time, they're older, and they got hurt late in their career. And, then, and now... You can call them injury prone. So Carmelo's meeting with the Bulls on Tuesday and the Lakers on Thursday. Right. And the Bulls today and the Lakers on Thursday. And I don't think LeBron has schedules like that. I think he's... He's in Brazil. He's going to watch... He's, yeah. I, I read something that he's, he's in Brazil right now about to watch the USA, uh, the USA uh, whoever they're playing, Belgium game, and Kobe's going to be there too. So maybe they'll have a little conversation. Uh, before they head there? back to the U.S., Kobe. Yeah, Kobe's so, been in Brazil for Yeah, it. so we'll see. Maybe they have a conversation and see if uh, Kobe, Kobe at quote-unquote full strength can't bring LeBron to a Laker jersey. You're going to need some um, adult pampers on <laughs> if that happens. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. No, I don't think that is. I, I, don't, I would not like to see Kobe and LeBron play together. I, I think that Kobe would understand that it wouldn't be his team anymore if LeBron came. No. That's the only oh, player on crazy. the planet. You must don't know Kobe. That's your favorite well, no, team. His team, the go-to guy, he under, he'll understand that. That's the only guy that could supersede him. No. no. In my opinion. Yeah, I don't think so. Hey, well, we're going to take tomorrow off. Watch the uh, United States play today at 1 o'clock. I'm going to watch it somewhere for a little while. Then I'm going to take my niece to the airport. Um, Alex Clancy at Clancy Corner. I don't know if he's doing rant sport, but Kwame Lassiter, we'll take tomorrow off. We'll see you guys Thursday. Appreciate it, Kevin. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. <laughs>